Hello and welcome to a somber episode of Castilla Corner today. Um, I'm joined as always by Ruben. Uh, Sam Sharp is still AWOL, we don't know where he is. He's skirting around the English countryside somewhere, one would presume. <laughs> but the two of us will have to do for now uh, to discuss a demoralising 2-1 win, 2-1 loss to racing Ferrell, second game of the season. Already feels like a pretty low moment. Well, it did for me anyways. Mm. I mean, uh, a lot of times with Castilla, we, um, I mean, we're not objective, we are biased. So a lot of time we say, ah, oh, Castilla lost because, well, they were just unlucky, the referees were against them, and, uh, you know, just excuses. But this time we were just totally, totally outplayed. It was, it was just embarrassing at times how many chances they created and uh, dominated us especially in the air. And, um, I mean, we did have a decent spell towards the end and actually maybe should have uh, equalized because of a refereeing decision. But, um, no, this was a deserved loss. And I I agree, this is not promising um, when you think about our chances of promotion. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... I don't know, for me, watching, it was kind of... and I probably... Uh, got it across in the match report afterwards because I couldn't re- I couldn't do a player ratings, but it just seems like there hasn't even it's across two squads now where it just feels like the there's just no oomph in the team whatsoever. It, it was a bit it was a pretty soulless performance. It's not like we can uh, turn around and say uh, you know I, I mean often we would say like you said. We would often say, oh, we mm. miss chances or referees mm. or stuff like that. Well, mm. I mean, and for this level of football, it can often be an excuse because those things do happen. I don't think yeah. it's just us that sees us. Sees no, it, but, uh, no. Yeah, I mean, the game the other night was just, I mean, 2-1 really flattered us in the end, I think. Yeah. Um, so our, uh, our biggest fault was just how easy we let them... Get down the flanks, that's one. And also just in the air. Set pieces, corner kicks, free kicks. Um, every time they get a set piece opportunity, uh, we struggle. And uh, yeah, I, I almost uh, lost count how many times we were in trouble because of that. So, uh, And that's um, that would have been a small problem if this was like, you know, remember the old Premier League days when we had like Stoke... Um, Rory Delap with the long throw-ins and you know, but as long as you got through that team, it was okay. If that was the case here, it wouldn't be such a huge problem. But if we struggle this much on set pieces here, we're probably going to have a lot of problems this season if we don't fix it. Because we always talk about the the style of the Segunda B, and um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of similar teams to to Racing Ferrol. Yeah. Um... I mean, like, I'm, there's an article that I wrote uh, floating around from about two or three years ago. I, I haven't looked for it because I can't remember what it was called. But, I mean, it was from Raul's, the promotion uh, run, no, when we made the playoffs. Uh, and yeah. it was around November of that year. And I was talking about set pieces then. And it just seems to, on and off, continue to be a problem. Mm. Do you just uh, think it's not a priority, or uh, because I, I don't mean... know? Yeah, I, it's very. I mean, obviously, there's a 
I mean, considering the ages of the squad, I'm sure there's a height disadvantage. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't think modern football is a little smarter now than it just to be about height. Um, yeah. And, I mean, even then, it was it was Rafael Obrador, a fullback, mm. marking mm. the guy who scored the first goal. Mm. Like, I, that matchup, even, even if it was a case of mismatches on height, that's just... Mm. It's just such a silly, silly mar- setup to have a, that player marking anybody in the box. He's just not any use to anybody in there. Yeah. He shouldn't be in that position. And also, I think Raul, um, we could, in hindsight, we could say that he, he missed uh, with his lineup because the lineup was very, very, very attacking. So he went with the front line of Noel Lopez, Alvaro Rodriguez, and Peter Federico. And in central midfield, VR was the deep line uh, uh, midfielder. And in front of him, Bruno Iglesias and Sergio Arribas. So you had both Noel Lopez, Alvaro Rodriguez, Pedro Federico, Bruno Iglesias and Arribas on the field um, at the same time. So, yeah. yeah. I think that, that was, disconnect really showed as well because there just wasn't anybody kind of stitching the game stitching the play together mm. which kind of left I'm, I mean Racing Farrell played a very brave game they pressed up and uh, you know we did make it easy for them because the defence just didn't have any outlets Lucas Canares as well I mean he's good at playing out from the back but he's had he doesn't seem to be he doesn't seem to play well when he's under pressure no um, he doesn't have that kind of pause I think the Spanish would call it yeah, <laughs> I don't know if a, if a goalkeeper should have Pauzer, but he doesn't have it. Um, he and in fairness, he, I mean, it's not like even if he did, he has a lot of options going for him. He has a four-man, you know, three guys standing in front of him in terms of passing options, and then that's it. It's just there's it a big gulf between that and the next uh, next bunch of players who all who are all up towards the opposition half. Yeah, it's true that maybe we could have made it easier for him, but. He did make, like, for example, one, one of the times uh, one of the strikers came uh, pressing him and he just waited way too long. And, you know, it was just a typical goalkeeper waits too long, tries to clear it, hits the attacker and it almost goes in. He had one of those. And um, another one where he, I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but he had to make a save eventually. So, I mean, he he does he is ambitious, probably because of instructions from Raul, partly. But uh, I don't think we can afford making that many mistakes. Maybe it's just because of the start and, you know. But, um, yeah, no, this was uh, just a lot of mistakes in one game from uh, from Castilla. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I mean, across two squads now, it seems to be the same story. I mean, and- I don't know. I think it needs, I think we do at this point need to really up the ante. I don't think Raul's in any risk of getting sacked. No, um, no, 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 no. Um, I, it, even, I mean, even if it was uh, three quarters of the way through the season, it would take something quite disastrous for the club to take that sort of action against them. Yeah. But um, I will say that I am, I am worried in terms of the direction we've been going for a while. And uh, I'm confident, like Raul has the ability, but he's just not showing the... It's you. Know, it's been a while since we've seen our the team go in the right direction, which I suppose is what uh, 
I was getting at in the article out last night as well. Mm. And and Raul is uh, in the luxury position when it you know compared to other Castilla managers. Not only does he have he's starting his fourth season at Castilla, which is very unusual, but he also gets to keep uh, a lot of his best players, um, and uh, which is even more unusual. So I mean everything is. And, but of course, it's just two games. It's just two games, and the first one we we were about to win, but we conceded in the in the last minute. Um, so I mean, it, <laughs> to a corner, it's not believe that it bad. or not. <laughs> what do you say? I said to a corner, believe it or not. Yeah, <laughs> to a corner, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? Anyone noticing a team? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I actually have not had the chance to look at who we play next. No, me neither. But. Um, are we knowledgeable enough to know their strengths if we see him? It wasn't San Sebastian one of the next yeah, teams. It's, it's Union as del Salamanca. So uh, it's the team that Bale scored against a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's I think it was and then, goals as well. Uh, yeah. San Sebastian. Yeah, that's the one after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So It's not. I mean, it's it's when you... <clears throat> When you've heard of the team names before, it generally suggests that they're not going to be easy games. Mm, yeah, um, it's true. It's probably, yeah. I mean, I would much prefer to be playing two teams I've never heard of and hopefully get some momentum going. Mm. But uh, it looks like it's going to be a trial by fire. On the positive side, um, um, Aranda came on and scored a screamer. A screamer. That was an insane goal. And that just out of nothing, he shoots from I don't know how many yards, but uh, incredible goal. And uh, he, he was brought on a substitute, I think uh, I don't know around the how, how did he come on at the halftime? I don't remember. Sixties no, or something. It was it was late. Anyways, he came on quite late. Um, yeah, and um, Lucas very effective. And Tio Zidane came on at halftime, which was I thought was quite strange. Yeah. As well, which just made it all the weirder. Yeah, yeah. But what the Theo Zidane substitute mean? Yeah. Don't you think that was because we were struggling so much in the air? Because uh, Theo is very tall and he, he could win those yeah. duels. I was but... also thinking it was because... Um, I was also thinking he wanted a little bit more of a two-way presence because there was a couple of occasions where I saw where you'd see Zidane tracking back much deeper yeah. than uh, Peter would. Although yeah. he didn't nearly cost us a goal because <laughs> he looked like this crazy touch. Oh him, yeah. Him and Canizares had their wires crossed and nearly conceded. They actually probably got lucky not to have conceded at something. Don't you think that should have been a, an indirect free kick? Yeah, something. I don't know. I was thinking it should have been something anyways because... Uh, he passed it back to the goalkeeper, and Canizares took it with his hands. So yeah, and I, the replay showed Tail pulling the jersey of the Racing for All player as well, mm, pulling mm. him back. So yeah, we got lucky with that one. Although yeah, I mean, at, at, at that point the performance was kind of heading towards a much heavier defeat than two 0 So mm. yeah, well, and. Um, Another positive is that we got to see Iker Bravo uh, making his debut. And he didn't get many minutes, uh, not surprisingly, because he, he just arrived. But uh, he made some, um, he did some good stuff. And we did get one disallowed goal. I think he was the one heading it in, wasn't it? Um, or I saw, am I mistaken? 
I don't know. The game's a bit of a blur for me because I kind of, especially in the second half, I had struggled. I struggled to keep focus on it. Yeah. Um, I know from people I follow on Twitter after the game, they were saying that Alvaro Rodriguez scored one offside goal. Mm. Um, mm. I'm not sure if Bravo was the second, but yeah, because we had two offside goals. I think the first one with Alvaro was correct. And then we scored another one. I think it was Iker Bravo. And um, it was from a header and uh, kind of a weird goal. But um, um, yeah, so that if we had gotten that goal, then we could have... I mean, we scored after that. So that's what I meant earlier. That we but I could suppose, yeah, it is, uh, the bright side is, I mean, we we're speaking about how brittle the defense has been in terms of set pieces. At least we can score. I mean, yeah. I know that obviously they were off, two of them were offside, but I mean, I still think that's, uh, we're scratching the bar- bottom of the barrel for positives, but uh, yeah. I'll take yeah. it. I mean, uh, let's say that we, we managed to somehow equalize and, uh, you know, 2-2 two, two instead. We And let's say we also managed to win the first game. We would have said, oh, this is a strong start to the season. And uh, this is a team who shows that even at bad days, we could win, we could take yeah, points and blah, blah, blah. For sure, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I suppose it would be prefaced by the performances, but I suppose we'd be less focused on the negatives than, it, than, more, yeah. than we are now. Yeah. Um, I guess that's football for you. I'm very excited to see Iker Bravo, how, how he does for us. And he, he, yeah, for sure. He should be a, he's kind of a big signing for us. So, and, you know, um, credit to Alvaro Rodriguez for, you know, he's still young and he, he does well when he plays and, um, you know, fulfills his duties. But Iker Bravo, I think that's a, it's a big signing for Castilla. And uh, also maybe a little bit, do you think it's a little bit underestimated uh, by the fan base in general? Because... Well, it goes under the radar until he plays yeah. for the senior team. But I mean, that's not unusual. Yeah, but but you know, um, Real Madrid are struggling to find a a decent, not a not even just a backup striker, but especially if we want to find a striker for the future, uh, Iker Bravo, if he is as good as some people say, he could yeah. be the replacement for Benzema. I mean, who knows? Yeah, it's funny you brought it up because I was watched, I watched the highlights of last weekend's games and I saw the Duro scored a. A goal from Valencia against or yeah. against Getafe. Yeah, I was just yeah. I suppose I guess he could have been. It would have been a similar story with him. So I don't know. And definitely the yeah. two of them seem to show are showing promise that we didn't have last year um, up front. Yeah, and uh, as we talked a little bit before um, uh, we went on, uh, Iker Bravo and Vinicius Tobias, I think, have been registered for Real Madrid's Champions League squad. And uh, yeah, as you said, there's a lot of players in that list, but it means that they're not registered for the youth league. I'm pretty sure they can't be registered both places. So um, yeah, it's a good sign for Iker Bravo. It means that it's, it's a good signal for Madrid to to both him and Vinicius. To be yeah, honest. I mean, um, the I looked. Well, we weren't sure if it was the if it was the the Champions League squad or the match day squad and I looked it up and uh, they haven't they're not travelling with the team to Celtic today no, this no. week. But it is um yeah to show fate if in case there's any injuries there's certainly a there's a a door in. Um I don't know, I suppose if it was 
I suppose with Ancelotti, I'm never, I haven't been particularly optimistic that he's gonna, that he'll give these players a chance, barring disaster. No, and he could probably um, seventeen. So I mean, that would have been a. He must be a top, top talent if he's even considered. Uh, I remember the Leverkusen uh, CEO uh, saying that. Uh, I think he was a little bit. <laughs> he was complaining that Iker Bravo wanted to go, and he said, "Ah, uh, he he could have chosen to train with our first team and play with our second team. Instead, he went to Real Madrid, and he has to train and play with the second team." So. If he's correct, Iker Bravo is not promised. You remember Odegaard? He was promised to... I think he actually Odegaard was promised to play and train with the first team. Um, that's what the Norwegian media has been saying. But yeah. uh, it doesn't seem like Iker Bravo has gotten, gotten those promises, at least. Yeah, well, thankfully for Iker Bravo, he's, going, he's gone under the radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's but, good for him, maybe. Uh, yeah. all, all that did for Odegaard was breed rumours. Um, mm. But yeah, it's um, it. Uh, I mean, he was he is a first team signing, I think. Um, that we that they put into the youth side, but um, he's obviously um, one of those players that's highly rated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's just give him time and see how much he strengthens strengthens Casilla. But uh, yeah, we need to pick it up from here unless we. Yeah, I mean, this is it feels like a big moment for Castilla. Now, if we don't manage to get the promotion this year either, I wonder what uh, the club's position will be ahead of the next season because they can't hold on to Arribas, to all of these uh, great players, uh, great talents for another season. So they have to let them go. I doubt that... Well, we, we said this last season as well, but I doubt that Raul wants to go into a fifth season at Castilla. So uh, maybe yeah. if we don't if we don't make it this time either, maybe uh, a lot of cards can fall. Yeah, I know in previous press interviews that he talked a lot about the first team job. And I know he talked a bit about when he was rumored to leave after that second season. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I get. I think he's in a. I don't. I can't see him doing five and another one. I can't see him going for five no. years at, at a reserve team. I think it, he probably uh, will want to move on. Um, so do you then think it, then? Do you think then if if uh, we don't make the promotion this season, do you think the club just throws away these plans of trying to? To get Castilla, I mean, they will obviously try every season, and they're not going to lose on purpose. But do you think the club will still pump money into the team and you know try to keep players who they otherwise would have sent alone? I don't do you know think because keep doing it? I don't know because I think the restructure that the club did of its of its domestic, but their Cantera and the domestic scouting has changed. How, how these teams operate. I think we've seen a lot of different, you know, a, a very different approach since, um, his name escapes me, but the the guy who's head of the Cantera and domestic scouting. Um, yeah. Used to coach Juvenile B before he went into that. But anyways, we've seen a lot of changes. We've seen younger players being promoted to squads that, you know, 
we've seen 16 17 year olds playing at under 19s levels where once upon a time they have to they have to play there until they became they weren't they were too old to play yeah for uh these sides so i mean i think you know it's changed it's very different i think the new the new structure is much more it takes a more active role in the fortunes of the club yeah. so i don't know um yeah, I, yeah. Um, I suppose I would be a little concerned that if this is trying to get us promoted, <laughs> what what not trying looks like, because I don't know. I'm not <laughs> convinced that. I don't know. I'm not convinced. It, it's still a very half and half approach to me. Yeah. What what is missing? You think? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I suppose kind of an embarrassing amount of experience is missing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's that's true that's in true. some I mean, section even, yeah i, I mean obviously some... it didn't work for us last year but uh i mean obviously i think of um manolo diaz when he yeah. was that sort of, that sort of character in in the team even if it's at a if it's at a playing level or if it's at a a managerial level we're mm. we're still you know we're talented, but it's yeah. still a de- developmental squad. There's not, that's, there's not what character in this team that's really uh, wily in terms of getting teams out of the third division. That's a very good point. And I saw someone writing on Twitter that this game is a great example of you can have all the talent you want, but this is a heavy pitch, rainy day, Segunda B, fiscal, a lot of tough tackles. Yeah. I think that's why Peter had to go off at half time. Yeah, um, he was being bullied for the first 45 minutes. I haven't actually seen him have that sort of game before. Yeah. And um, and and in that kind of game, I mean having a lot of talent is great, but uh as we see it's just it's just so we're Yeah, so I think I think the experience did show. We did get bullied. Mm. Um Yeah. It's not something you could say of Raul's team over mm. his tenure many times. It reminded me of that game. Remember, was it was it Cruzo or something like that? And they lost 4-0 in the rain. It was the same deal. Yeah. Rainy day and just got completely outplayed. They had won 4-0 yeah. the week before and lost 4-0 away. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, that's true. Yeah, it reminded but me of that. One thing that was a little bit funny was that um, did you notice Jaume Jardy coming on for <laughs> Ferrol? <laughs> he, he did come on, and he actually—I don't know if you saw—he um, actually almost scored a fantastic goal. He he put the ball through the legs of one of Castilla's defenders and almost curled it in the far corner with his uh, with the outside of his boot, and he was. He was so upset that he didn't score, and I think he wanted to <laughs> to show his former teammates that uh, <laughs> he uh, because he yeah. did. That was we we bought him for free. I think we got him for free for Barcelona, and you know he it wasn't a successful spell. And um, I think maybe he was the Barca B captain also, wasn't he? And uh, something he like was, that. So. Um, he was the under 19s captain. Oh, okay, okay, I see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He never like he was one of the Sam is best talk about this because he he talks about it a lot. But he was one of those players that Real Madrid got. But I don't know if they ever had any intention of using him. Nah, it was more like let's see if if this guy turns out 
great. If not, well, we didn't spend it. Yeah, he was, yeah. It was it was good for the headlines, but I mean, just I don't think Raul had any interest in really giving him a fair shot because he no. didn't really. Like I, I don't remember one thing that he did last year, even here. No, 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 no. It's true. Very mm-hmm. underwhelming so, season. Yeah, he he probably would have celebrated wildly if he'd scored. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he holds that bitterness, bitterness to a reserve team, but it does. <laughs> and you know, for us. I don't, I don't. To be honest, I don't uh, resent players. You know, scoring against Castilla. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> you're allowed to celebrate. I think. <laughs> yeah. Particularly if you're of a certain age. Yeah. At that yeah, point, yeah. you know. Yeah. One of the small I mean, victories of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that, kids. <laughs> I'll show you. It was, um, you know, it's, we're not often seeing players who go, like, okay, let's say Jesse or Murata. Well, Murata, that's a bad example. But Jesse, let's say Jesse, for some reason, ends up playing against Castilla. That would have been special for me because Jesse was uh, just, I was such a big fan of his. If he would have celebrated like, like crazy against Castillo, that would have been another thing yeah, for me. Yeah. But I mean. <laughs> oh, well, he, he did it for I the first time. I have mixed feelings about him. These, I, huh? I, I, I said I have real mixed feelings about Hosselu because yeah. on one hand, he's probably one of our one of our best exports but on the other hand the reason he's one of our best exports is because he always scores against us <laughs> yeah it's to a point now where i actually just think if he's playing we're one nil down we need to play like we're one nil down. <laughs> it's inevitable he's gonna score i and he always does he does so well against us that i'm almost starting to think that we should just sign him and use him as a backup striker at least we will concede our less goals I get, every the, I get the idea that he might be interested in that but um I don't know. He's a pretty, he's a pretty solid little goal scorer in La Liga, so I don't think he'd come cheap. He is, but it's a, it was a weird thing because wasn't it in the Champions League final? He walked around in Paris with a round red jersey, and someone took a picture picture with yeah. him, and and then he comes back and celebrates like that. I mean, what's the what are you doing? Are you a Madridista? Or what, I think that you? was. Um, I think that's the way the club raises the players to be competitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even yeah, even true. if it's against Real Madrid. Canales though, Canales, he was uh, he was not celebrating, even though he had a very short spell and it was like ten years ago now. So that was uh, that was good to see. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Um, yeah. Anyways, just an interesting point to bring up since you were talking about Hesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also just when we were onto it, Joselu, um during that famous Hesse Morata season. Morata actually played on the left because of Joselu. He was so good. Joselu was our main striker for a while, and Morata played on the on the left. I think Jose maybe played behind the striker on the right or something. And um, so that's how good Joselu was. He he kept Morata away from his favorite position. Yeah, I mean, I it's I think. Um... A weird segue, but I was hearing you talk. It sounds like an attacking, kind of attack-oriented lineup, and I suppose it brings me to a point like that I was going to raise earlier. Like this, even based off based off like two years, this uh, format is much harder than the Segunda B format yeah. um, that we used to play in because yeah, we yeah, used yeah. to. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure if um, I think it's the it's obviously a bit smaller than. Um, 
the old Segunda V format, and also we the regions have switched around as well. So we're playing much tougher sides than we used to in um, Segunda B. We had it, I don't know, we had it real handy. We didn't get too many promoted sides or relegated sides from uh, the second division often. Mm. Uh, we had like all the random island sides and a lot of the kind of bad Galician sides as well. But I don't know what it is. This new setup is really difficult. You get it's difficult, yeah. And it's worth yeah. remembering when we 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 discuss the team and we we talk about how good they are actually doing because um, yeah, it's not like the olds are going to be. They are if they are finishing eighth. In this division, they are doing much better than finishing eighth in the uh, old format. So that's yeah, oh, it's important. Sure, to yeah, I do think this team would be a lot more competitive in the old format. You get away with it more in that in that format, um, just because of mm. the quality of opponents compared to what we're facing now. Yeah, um, it's true. Which I don't know. It's I suppose it's something we're taking into account. I feel like I'm just rolling back and everything I said last night now, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess uh, you can you come for the hot hot takes and post match stuff, and then you stay for the more reasoned analysis afterwards. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, anyway, I, I just I think we shouldn't um, be too. It's easy to be pessimistic, but I think yeah. we should keep our hopes up but because it's still just two games. I, I mention it because I mean I know a lot of people will look at San Sebastian and. They will look at Barcelona B and say, you know, if they can do it, why can't we? Because, yeah. I mean, Barcelona B got into the playoff finals not that long ago, um, two years ago. They're mm. pretty competitive. And San Sebastian as well, obviously, got relegated last year. But yeah. I just think, you know, it's very different circumstances, especially with the Basque teams, because the Basque teams depend on their their domestic talents a huge amount more than we do. They play a very much, very, very different role compared to what Castilla plays for Real Madrid. Yeah. It's play yeah, of success, true. you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it is, it's worth bringing up. Yeah, it is. But um, no, I'm not sure if uh, I have much else from this game. It's, um, I mean, it's one to forget, really. But um, yeah, I think, uh, I think we're going to, hit back and it's not going to be this bad uh, but um, we're also going to get Dotor back next game he was suspended and um, so Dotor coming back maybe um, our new uh, striker um, Ike Bravo get, yeah funny getting um, yeah. getting into form and uh, uh, who else it was one more I was uh, thinking about so yeah I mean Let's hope that it uh, it solves itself. We did have a good preseason, so it's not like we've uh, we're just in a. Yeah, I mean we we know the the talent is there. So that's I think that's probably what worries us the most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what we worry the most is that it, there's obviously talent there, so it's hard to point. It's it's you know you're not left with a huge amount of options in terms of what's to blame when it's not going right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um, Dotor might help bring a bit more balance than we saw uh, uh, last weekend. Um, mm. Hopefully, Raúl doesn't like go all guns blazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, he's learned his lesson now. We'll do that again. Um, 
The third, like, the third uh, yeah. player I was, uh, third player I was thinking about was Alvaro Leiva, who is also a new signing, and I, I really, really like him. And he was benched um, because another signing, Noel Lopez, played to the left. He didn't impress me. He, maybe my stream was a little bit <laughs> laggy as well. So oh, yeah, um, he's quite young still. Yeah, he is. But uh, I really, really want to see Alvaro Leva play. In the, I watched quite a few games in the preseason, and he really impressed me. He seems like a quality talent, and he he played at um, uh, quite a high level already. So I think I want to see more from him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't really. I don't think of any other uh, any other standouts. Unfortunately, it was like you said. It was a game to forget. Um, just I well, hopefully, I hope it's not a sign of things to come. It does feel yeah. like it could go either way at this point. Yeah. Did we talk about Casemiro last time? He's a former Castilla player, after all. No, I saw I saw United fans getting very excited at his passing range. So he obviously <laughs> hasn't been able to show his true colors yet. His, uh, what's weird about Casemiro is that his, his long passing is almost better than his short passing. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah. But Casemiro was a weird player for Castilla. He didn't really, I remember that was, that was one of the seasons I actually followed Castilla the most. And he wasn't that, he wasn't that good. I, I wasn't that impressed. But uh, then he, he did get to play for the first team. And um, he, then he made his famous, uh, uh, yeah, game against Dortmund, went alone to Porto, and then the rest is history. But uh, well, it's um, Casemiro is an interesting player. I, I'm I'm keen to see how he does at United because he he does have his clear weaknesses. Um, how much will they be exploited now in a new league? Um, I think this is a good test for Casemiro to see a little bit more of him not playing next to Modric and Cross. Yeah. Um... For sure. I hadn't actually thought of the Modric and Kroos part, <laughs> how that might yeah. affect him, but I don't know. Um, I mean, he, he's now much more responsible when it comes to playing out from the back, etc., which should yeah. be one of his weaknesses on paper, at least. So. Yeah, um, I'm, I, he hasn't, like, I don't know if he started a game for United yet. I've seen that no, he's come I think on it's in just a lot been of substitute on, yeah. appearance. Maybe that's mm. what Ten Hag sees him as. <laughs> Which, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose it's a lot of money to spend on a on a closer. Oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think he'd be well. There's a lot of his game that's well suited to the Premier League or what yeah. the Premier League likes to think it is. But um, I could see him struggling against the likes of City in that in the um, wrong system. Yeah, yeah, that will be yeah. exciting to see how he does. But you know, he's such a he's a defensive machine, and I think probably yeah. United probably need a player like that yeah. um, in their squad. But uh, in the, with the bigger games, it was a similar thing in Madrid. The bigger games, you kind of fear that you have to sacrifice a lot to make sure his weaknesses aren't exposed. True, but at the same time, he did usually step up in the big games as well. Well, this is true as well. He's such a weird player. Yeah, very it'd be, easy to say, it'd be easy to say if he was like bad at passing, but he's not bad at passing. He's just not consistent at passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also, um, yeah. So, so I think it's just very exciting to see how he does. I think that will tell us a little bit more about 
who's the real Casemiro? I mean, we've seen a lot of players leave Real Madrid and then they just, they're not that good anymore. So could be for a lot of reasons, for motivation reasons, for example. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now it's going to be I think it was, the, uh, it was the right time to move on for both parties. I think it let Casemiro leave in a high and also lets Real Madrid kind of, it you know, tear the Band-Aid off instead of slowly... Uh, trying to replace him before he leaves. Um, I mean, which I don't think really works for Real Madrid on the best of, yeah. the best of times. Yeah. I mean, you look at it the was, history. Just not, it was it an interesting like example. Uh, it was an interesting example of him, uh, you know, of Real Madrid signing a player for Castilla, playing a little bit of Castilla, and then, you know, because Casemiro wasn't. One thing is signing Rodrigo and Vinicius, and you know they were starting the season at Castilla, but they were first-team players. Um, it's not that often Real Madrid sign a player, starts off with Castilla, and then they actually he actually becomes a success with the first team. That's uh, it's, mm. it would have been it's like if Iker Bravo now becomes a, a top player for us. That but it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, especially in midfield. Yeah, I suppose uh, context for that is that we've had one of our best midfields ever for the last yeah, 10 years yeah, or so. So, um, yeah, yeah. take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Recent, all I can think of is Ashraf Hakimi and players like that who've been able to do it to some extent. Yeah, like but, but, but he was, one. but he was uh, not brought from another. That was my point. He, uh, Ashraf, he was um, an academy player all along, but. Casemiro, he was actually bought oh, from... Oh, bought, yeah. I, no. I think he was first actually on loan from... Was it Sao Paulo? And then he was bought uh, for uh, something. And he was... I think actually he was sold to Porto with a buyback loss. So it's a bit of a messy um, yeah. path, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's just the Brazilians who are able to do it. If you're Brazilian, mm. you can do it. <laughs> There's hope so for many uh, Yeah. Yeah, let's see if Iker Bravo and maybe Vinicius Tobias can follow. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Right. Is that it then? Do we have? I uh, think that's it. No, any uh, any surprising talking points? <laughs> Sir so, uh, comes in handy because he has like, oh, my mate, a mate of a mate knows Hugo Duro or something like that. I mean, um, I wonder if Sam still my uncle, can. My uncle played with Raúl. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Sam still can uh, direct message uh, Fede Valverde on Twitter if that's not. Uh, yeah, you see, it's just, it's just you know, think weird, and it's probably you could probably say it's Sam Sharp can do it, and the weirdest <laughs> football-related thing Sam Sharp can do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is where he's missed in those last five or ten minutes. But absolutely. Alas, um. I hope he's listening and we're guilt tripping him into coming on for the next episode. <laughs> well, until factor. then, I shall see you next week, hopefully on under more positive pretenses. Yes. Hello Madrid. Hello Madrid. <laughs>